Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and catch your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Del Tuesday, and with us today is a gentleman out of the Houston area who uh, started with us few years back, and uh, he's got quite a story. We're going to bring him in right now. His name is Sid Shaman. Sid, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dell. Thanks for having me. Where do we start with you, man? Where, where, when did you first decide you were going to do some real estate? Because I know that you just did a little before you came here. Tell us the story yeah. about who you were before then and what made you start real estate and what happened. Yeah, um... Well, so I was working for a corporate America, and I tried buying some single family without any education. Um, I'm a master's degree holder. I was working for an oil and gas and was making some good money. Um, along the way, some um, some bumps, as you, as you say, when, when any corporate America employee um, have their, in their career, um, be in the shape of... Um, a due promotion that was not giving or a due raise that was not giving or even worse uh, could be laid off. So one of these events uh, of not being promoted when it was due and got laid off and the whole uh, department was shut down during this um, uh, uh, mini recession time in 2009 and 10 time. So I decided buying some, some single family houses and I realized that I hadn't I didn't have education, and I was fortunate to um, to to actually did not even listen. Actually, I tried looking up um, some education programs in Houston area, and and I found you. I came and I listened to you, Dell, in two days back in back in 2015 or 14th time, actually. So, Sid, uh, you know, you said you tried it on your own, and you're you know, masters in engineering which means that you can probably build anything, right? You got that degree and you've got that knowledge and being that type of person that would be an engineer, you can just take on any project and get out there and do it. If it's not broken, it needs reinforcement. That's an engineering type of statement. Yeah. So uh, what was it that befuddled you about real estate? And when you came, what did you find in the two day that just light bulbs went off and boom, this is what I did wrong. Tell tell everybody out there that's going to go try to do it on their own. What are they missing? Uh, I mean, honestly speaking, there's you know uh, it's a it's a science and art, science and art to everything, right? 
And even though I had this education in, in being an engineer, and it, just like you explained, right, I thought that I would be engineer everything, but um, the the formal path that was told in the two day when I was um, when I was there and when I listened to you was entirely different. It was an entirely different ball game and an entirely different set of knowledge that is required to for anyone to to understand what they're buying, how much they're buying it for, and what is going to be their exit strategy. In, in other words, how much money will they make realistically? What are the true expenses? What are the true um, what is the true strategy to buy it at the right price? So. I just did not know what you know how to buy it right. In that was if you know if I sum, if I summarize everything, I you know that is one thing which I was just completely missed. And you know it didn't go it didn't go that well. Um, my first few transactions on on single family houses, uh, but when I start really learning how everybody is doing and how um, you know what is the path to to get things done, that made all the difference. So. Um, I guess, you know, not knowing what to buy, where to buy, and how to buy it, I think how part was the most important one. And um, joining a club like this or joining a group, an education group like this, um, this changed everything, you know. The, it's like in any education that you should have before you do anything in life. Well, Sid, I'm not trying to embarrass you because I know you personally, and I just want to try to help those people out there that are smart as you yeah. are. In other words, people that are really, really smart, uh, and especially engineers, I always joke about it, you know I joke about engineers all yeah. the time, is that they try yeah. to re-engineer everything, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you this in a different way. Let me go, go at it okay. this way. You didn't get it right on your first attempt without the education. Okay, we get that. But what was it you thought you were going to do? In other words, you said, I didn't buy right. Did you think you could buy it at any price? You could pay full price, overpriced, and still make money with it? And if so, how were you going to make money with it if you didn't buy it right? I'm just going deeper on what you yeah. learned. Correct. So, you know, um, I guess when I was when I was going about it, um, I just thought that, you know, whatever deal that was presented to me, um, is really a deal, right? So, I mean, like you always say, um, not every deal is a deal because these, um, because if you're not buying at the right price, knowing how much rent can it produce, what will be your expenses, uh, what will be your tax appraisal the next year, um, how much rent can you increase, what will be your repair cost, how, who are the, who are your, who's your team? You know, I didn't have the team of the vendors of the insurance people. So I just thought that, you know, everything will happen and I just go about myself to go find these people and and I you know, and it was they, they were they were landmines and during that process. But with having a proper education, right, say uh, lifestyle in this case, um, you guys taught me from point A to point B on what are the steps that needs to be taken on each phase of that transaction. So I assume things which I thought that I, I knew, um, be it, you know, it's the right um, estimate on the expense, right estimate on the insurance, right estimate on the on the rents, and even right estimates on um, on what really a true value, right? So, like, in, in, in Lifestyle, um, we were given uh, a software that estimates what is a true comp value uh, of a property based on what's 
what's was sold in the area. I mean, that's just one example that I, you know, I can tell you that I didn't have that information, right? I, I just don't know what was sold in the area. I was just looking at these Har and Zillows and all that, and these this information are not accurate all the time. So you know, they're far uh, they're far from accurate. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Zillow Zillow got sued, and they actually uh, admitted that they were. N- 97% of the time they were wrong by as much as wow. 70% yeah. off from what the actual value was. That's yeah. what they had to admit in the lawsuits. You're right. I mean, if you don't know that and these guys are claiming to tell you, use my software and you'll get it right, then you're just, just a natural thing to get the wrong numbers, right? So you're absolutely right on that. When you went to the two-day, do you remember one big aha moment? By chance, can you remember yeah. that far back? It's been a while, you know, where you're just going, oh, my God. So I, I, still, I still remember that, though. I think when you said something that was really resonated to me, and uh, when I was doing this, you know, the, the sales, I had two problems, right? I was I was thinking I was, you know, I want to have a second source of income, and I just don't know how to build it, right? So I just didn't want to depend on my W-2, knowing what was going up and down in the in the corporate world. That was one thing. And the other thing was that my feeling was that I was paying too much taxes. Now, I had these two frame of mind uh, or, or, or the perception, and that was that was me coming into your two-day. Now, it was an extensive two-day. The first day was, you know, what, eight hours or six hours, six to eight hours um, of only single family. And you said two things that was that really resonates with me. Number one thing that you explained how is to go from point A to point B in terms of creating a passive income, how to create a passive income, how to uh, how to really have a second stream of income from real estate, the, the biggest sustainable um, asset class in real estate, which is single family or residential single or multifamily. Um, so that was an aha moment, to be honest. And the second one was really a slap in my face was you said something that, you know, you ask everybody, hey, raise your hand. How many of you think that you have uh, you pay too much taxes? And you know, there you go. I was, my hand was the probably the first one to raise. But you said, you know, if you're thinking you're paying too much taxes, that's really not your problem. Your problem is that you have you don't have enough income, and you don't have the right strategy. So, you know, that was the second thing which I realized. Okay, well, I need I really need to know exactly what what am I missing. Well, we'll pick that up when we come back from the break. We're going to be right back with Sid Shaman in the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today is the Tell Del Radio Show where we bring in people to... uh, 
tell you about their story. And today we have Sid Chauvin out of Houston, Texas. And Sid's an engineer that decided he wanted to get into real estate, and he went ahead and took the plunge. As we went to break, he was telling you a story about uh, one of my stories, which is I asked people in the two-day, um, do you think you pay too much in taxes? And with the Democrats in power, I think we all feel that way, that everybody pays too much in taxes. But the reality is, which I asked people, is, okay, so if you think you pay too much in taxes, how many of you paid 400000 in taxes last year? And nobody's hand goes up, which means yeah. nobody made a million dollars in one year, Sid. Because <laughs> yeah. when yeah. you make a million a year, you pay 40%. That's $400,000. So people thought exactly. the problem was taxes. And I'm saying, no, the problem is income. You're not making the million bucks. Let's get you the million bucks a year, and then you worry about taxes, right? But the reality is, in real estate, we don't pay the taxes anyway. So it's kind of a two-edged sword on that argument. That has to kind of irritate you. You go, first I insult you for not making enough money, and then I tell you, well, guess what? I don't even pay taxes anyway. So <laughs> that's got to be an irritating thing, right? It was It was an aha moment, to be honest with you. That's great. So you came out of the two-day... You know, you've got some information. Uh, I know that you just had to absorb that information. Engineers absorb information. Do you take notes? Are you a note taker? I took a lot of notes. But to be honest with you, when, you know, uh, my background uh, was, you know, think of it this way. I was trying to do something. I didn't do it right. I knew what what, my, what are my questions. And when I listened, listened uh, to you in two days, um, most of those things that you were that you were saying was already resonating with me. So, for me to take a decision on um, becoming uh, a member was was really easy. Um, I think I remember I went back and I, I think I came back in next weekend um, and I became a member. So you went to two days, the first day single family, second day is multifamily, kind of, the way it's yeah. divided up. And when you yeah. came out of the two days, which one did you want to do first, single or multifamily? Because you've been doing single family before you came in. Yeah. So um, so the other day was even more uh, powerful for me right? because it was a new world uh, on what, in terms of the power of real estate and what you can do with scale. So the multifamily was something that... Um, you know, I was sitting there, I thought to myself that, hey, you know, I tried opening up a small business with Subway franchise and whatnot, and I realized that everything that I was trying to do, I was trying to buy another job, um, or I was trying to do another job. And with second day to multifamily, I just realized that, okay, well, I can invest passively with other people, and at the same time, can continue to buy uh, a single family. Um so my decision was basically to become a become a you know a preferred member at that point to to be able to do both. You know I've got to share something with you, Sid. This is I'm, I'm glad, I didn't know you'd tried Subway sandwiches. That's new to me. I didn't know that about you. I got to tell you the story though. I got a next door neighbor that lives in a ten thousand square foot home, beautiful home, rich lady, and uh, she owns uh, what is it? It's donut franchises, Shipley Donut franchises. And I think she's maybe even the master franchisee type person. And she's in her 60s and very wealthy, has a really nice home, nice cars. You know, just, you can tell she has a lot of money. She spends money like it's going out of, out of style. But, you know, when you go out with her, 
and we go out with her and her husband. Her husband's not well now, but we go out with her, and uh, she, she's got to go home by 8 o'clock at night. You go, what is the deal? You, you, we go out partying. We've got to eat dinner by 6, got to be home by 8, 9. And the deal is she's got to go to bed by 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And I said, what is that all about? And the answer is she has to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning to go to her donut shops and supervise donuts. And I said, man, you're a multimillionaire, and you still got to get up every day at 3 o'clock to suit. Well, she goes, you know, people that work in these, and I'm going to quote this, this isn't what she said, but people that work in franchises, they're just like your subway shop. These people, the kind of people you can get to work for that dollar amount for that menial type skilled job, they're not reliable. You can't count on them. And so you have to work. Like you said, you bought yourself another job. And she owns like six of these places. So she goes around from place to place to place. And what's sad is, Sid, is there's another family that came to my two-day who was going to buy real estate. And she talked them into buying one of her franchises. And now, Ouch. and I know them, and we go out with them, and they have to go to bed by 9 o'clock at night. It's hilarious. And because you, you just said it, you, got, you bought yourself another job. So, yeah. How, how long ago was it you did the franchise or tried the franchise? How long were you in it the was, franchise? It was a it was a very small period of time. It was um, two, two things that I did that you teach. The the worst thing you can do is I, I wanted to do a partnership with a friend, and we thought that will you know make some decent passive income. It was really not passive. It was uh, a full hour. You know, I was supposed to do a closing every day, so I had to go to uh, to the closing hours. It was. Uh, it just into a gas station, so we had to close it by eight. Um, and it was um, after work. I was doing that, so it was. Um, and you know, on top of it, the partnership didn't work out. Didn't really work out. So we. Um, what I was saying is, like, try doing do that. It was it was extra work. It was something that I didn't know. Um, and then you hand it right with all these franchise rules. Uh, whatever the income you make, you have to share um, a good portion of it. All in all, the partnership and the and the new job didn't really work out. So I was out within six months. Wow. Yeah, you know that's why I bring that stuff up. It, partnerships are difficult. Yeah. You know they really are. Ah, gosh. That's a you know a class I did about twenty years ago. I did a class and it was recorded and was used for years, but I don't think they use it anymore. It starts something like this: partnerships suck. Now here's suck. yeah. Now here's 15 hours on how to fix that. And, you know, you really, you can work with them, but you got to know what you're doing to get around it. So you came out of the two-day, and what did you start with? What was your, what were you motivated to try right out of the two-day? I guess the first thing which uh, was in my mind is, you know, um, uh, I was just, I was just talking to myself, like, okay, you know, I tried doing it on its own, and, you know, uh, and I'm in, you know, a lot of difficulty um, or trouble, right? So the first thing which I was trying to do is to make sure that I listen what I learn, uh, because you were all just you were all just saying that you know you're not going to listen to Dell, and I was like, why wouldn't they? But um, you know, when I was really trying to listen, it was it was um, it was true that you know not everybody not everybody is uh, patient enough to listen to their experience, right? Uh, I struggled with that, but. My goal was to follow the instructions as quickly as possible, and um, 
back to buying more single family and um, start investing in passives as a as a passive in multifamily. So I got in touch with um, you know last year we've got like thousands and thousands of members and we every weekend we have these networking events. So I start coming to those networking events and are right, we going to go to a break uh, now, Sid? They're, they're kicking sure. us off the air. We'll be right back yeah. with Sid Chauvin and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Sid Shaman. Sid's out of Houston, and he has done quite a few different deals. Sid, let's go over your deals. We've been talking about you and sure. what you've learned. Let's talk about your deals. What were the first deals that you got into when you first started? Well, I started as a, a passive, and I invested with um, three different um, people um, who were um, – we call them lead, um, and I invested with them passively. Um, that you know, literally bumped up my passive income right away. And at the same time, I was, you know, continuing to buy single family houses. So in the first couple of years, um, I stayed as passive, investing as passive, and I was you know, buying single family at the um, at the same time. So when you were being a passive investor, what did you think was important? Were you did you think that the deal was more important or the lead investor was more important? Um, so initially, you know, the first one was uh, a little bit primitive in my mind because I was doing it the first time. And then I was, you know, uh, listening to all the members around me and uh, that helped me follow what you just asked in terms of who's the lead, what's the location, and what's the deal, right? So my first three... Um, steps of breaking the any deal any passive investment uh is to know where the, where it is located who is operating it which means who's the lead and the third one is you know what is the deal itself you know how big is this how uh, what's the age of the product what's the age of the um apartment complex um how big is it and um you know and uh and there are a few other things that i looked in terms of um uh, their mechanical conditions and uh, foundation conditions, things of that nature. But overall, locations and lead is the two things that I look for. So let's go a step further. Here you are, you're an engineer, and you, you picked the safe way of being a passive investor, which allowed you to keep your job and uh, allowed you to do single family on the side. So you got to get your, you get your hands in there. I know that like myself, you, when you do something, you want to get in there, get your hands on it, and play with it, and work with it a little bit. Uh, but at the same token, that path to investing is really nice because you've got somebody there that knows what they're doing, and you're sitting back watching it all happen. But at some point, you yeah. decided you wanted to do it on your own. So let's talk sure. about the thought process. What what went on in your head that said, okay, right. you know, I can do this, and I want to do this. At that point, what happened? Tell us about that. How long was it after you started? Right. So I think the so first three to four years, um, really was staying passive, and um, you know, um, it, it was it was really nice because I was getting the tax depreciation. The income that I was receiving as a passive income was um, tax um, it was tax free income, and. Um, and, you know, I was able to continue with my job. But really what happened is that 
you know, more and more, but with this, we all know how the economy is going and how this corporate America is struggling, especially in certain sectors. Um, I start realizing that, you know, the more I'm spending time in corporate America and away from real estate, is more I'm, you know, not getting my time back with my family. So that was the first thought process. Now, my wife at the time, um, she got admitted to um, a, a residency program as a physician. And right after, uh, so during those three first three years, we were doing that and we're trying to balance work and life. But then she also got uh, admitted to um, a specialization program uh, as a physician. And at that point, I really realized that, you know, that the time um, that I need to help with everything with my family and, and, a, and a newborn uh, was really important. And that's, that was the time when I decided to start becoming, um, buying my own multifamily apartments. Now, as crazy it sounds, I mean, you know, here's a guy who is doing passes in corporate America, trying to be safe and and uh, not coming out of the comfort zone or even think about um, out of the box, you know, uh, look at other things which people are doing and, you know, making more money and having more time for themselves. Um, I decided to start buying apartments, and my first deal that I bought was a 138-units apartment complex in the Spring Branch area. It was, was really close to my house um, back in 2018, in the um, summer of 2018. So you quit your job right after you bought your first property, huh? Within three months, yes. I was able to do it um, because I had enough income coming that I was uh, comfortable. Um, like you said, I'm, I'm, I was a little bit conservative, um, actually maybe a little more. So I waited all this passive income to come, all this income from single family to come, and then I did my first deal to build enough cash to be feel comfortable where I can easily let go of my really healthy paying engineering job, W-2 uh, income. So you started with us in 2014, took the classes, bought some stuff, did some passive deals. But by 2018, just four years later, you, you were done. So the, the comment you can retire in two to five years, you, you, you're in under five years, weren't you? I was in the end of three years because uh, I joined in December of 2014. So, you know, 2015 was really my starting year. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, I think I could have done it early, faster. Um, I just took a, a slower path than, than, you know, usual people. Um, but, yeah, three years, I would say. So how many apartment complexes now do you have that you operate? Um. I've got six now. Um, sorry, five. And the sixth one is the one that I'm operating, but I'm uh, I'm a part owner. In it, so call it five and a half. Five and a half. Huh? So uh, how many total units is that? Close to 800, 812 units. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a, that is a lot for sure. That is a lot. And, and I want to say this. I mean, none of that would ever be happy, you know, it, it's, for, for, for somebody like me or anyone who, who, uh, was, who is like me, who's in, you know, uh, little education or even no education and not taking steps or not taking actions toward where they want to be, um, 
you know, if if I were in fine lifestyle, you know, uh, this could never happen, mm. without a doubt. So you own three different apartment complexes on Westheimer. That is correct. Yes. Man, that's a that's a pretty pricey road to live to be living off of, huh? For sure, and very competitive. Um, learned a lot when I when we are operating this um, because they're all the big operators are on the street. Um, so you know, I as an operator cannot miss a beat. We. We are on top of our marketing. We are on top of our customer service. Our, um, you know, my, I have a good team. I mean, I have about, you know, thirty plus people um, in my team who are managing my operations and have an operations director now. Um, that all that was all possible because of what we learned in terms of how to do it right and how to get the economy of scale. So I'm going to consolidate this thought down. We've only got two minutes left on this segment before we can sure. go to break. So if I cut you off, I'm sorry. But bought a subway shop, one little teeny location, drove you crazy. Bought a gas station or a convenience store, drove you crazy. And now you have 800 units, five and a half apartment complexes, really five apartment complexes, six apartments, whatever it is, because you can't have a half of one. Half a one yeah. is just as busy as a whole one. Yeah. So yeah. how in the heck did you change your approach to life to be this effective now compared to just couldn't even run one subway? What did you do, man? That's that's quite a change for you personally. That is true. I mean, if I can summarize in one, one sentence, I think um, the right education and the right mentorship. I think these two things... Um, Curtis helped me a lot during the, um, along the way. Um, you, John Ridgeway, um, I talked to all the all the leads at, at the time. So I think the, the support system, the education, and the network, um, without that, it's impossible. It's impossible for a person like me. Well, you did it, so it's obviously not impossible, but you made the right moves, and that's what's important. Because it's so Absolutely. hard for many people to change, and you obviously made a leap, not just a step, but a leap, in your personality to be able to go from being irritated by a subway. <laughs> and I can only, yeah. you know, that I looked into a subway franchise, by the way, 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 way back. I mean, like 30 years yeah. ago when I thought about retiring, I thought I'd look into one of these two and I go, man, I've got to pay money to buy a business that I have to run and then yeah. I have to pay other people part of my profit for doing it and a share of the marketing and blah, blah, blah. I said, that's just not for me. So we're going to take a short break. Be right back with Sid Shaman and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Sid Shaman out of Houston, Texas. And Sid owns, currently owns five apartment complexes, about 800 units. And uh, he's prevalently, presently and prevalently up and down the Westheimer Corridor, which is one of the main streets here in Houston, Texas, if you're from all over the country. Uh, it's like the main shopping street, the main living street, uh, runs down the west side of town, which is the uh, expensive side of town, the Galleria side of town. And uh, I'm, gonna ex I'm going to assume, Sid, that Curtis Haynes put this in your brain that you need to be 
location, location, location. How do you see that? Absolutely. I think um, it was two. It was two. Uh, it was a two-step process. Um, in the two-day, um, you mentioned about this location, 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 and it's very easy to. How do I say it? It's um, it's easier said than done, right? So, Curtis was. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be uh, in terms of really living it through or doing it. But, um, and so just, you know, assuming that um, location is everything, it truly is unless you buy it, right? So when I was investing, I was looking at the same scenario. And when I was buying, um, I luckily just um, got into the same um um, mentality of buying the right location. So definitely um, huge contribution from Gertis in terms of um, really showing what is the true value of buying the right location. Did you passive with Curtis before you started buying these deals? I tried. Um, every time I was trying to get into a deal, they, he gets sold so fast. So I, I missed <laughs> one time and the second time I bought it myself. Yeah, there you go. So as you've gone through this now since 2015, we're at 2021 now, I guess. Uh, that's at least five years that you've been doing this. Where are you at now mentally? Where, where, what is your goal from this point forward? You know, um, I think the, the goal for me is, in a hindsight, is to start giving back. Um, I try to do it uh, on my own, a uh, little bit here and there, whosoever, um, any new leads, any members who ask me uh, about, you know, any, anything that I can share business-wise or even personal life, um, I try to do it in, in all openness as possible. Um, but at the same time, you know, try to grow, try to grow more and, and become an industry leader. Uh, Lifestyle has produced um, so many industry leaders right, um, in the Houston area alone. Um, I think uh, there's space for one more, so I'll, I'm hoping to uh, to pursue pursue that. Oh, so you're waiting for the phone call, huh? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, I call it the phone call. When I t start the two-day, I tell everybody, you know, just once you get to yeah. that point where you, you've made it and you're passive, you, you've got your income coming in, and it doesn't take you very many hours a day to do it, then uh, you're at the point where you can start to give back, and then you get the phone call from me and say, you know, all right, now's time to go ahead and turn around and start giving it back. Well, I'll keep you on that list then, man. I didn't know you wanted to be on that list. Yes, it's dude. a good thing that I found out uh, because, yeah, there's there's always need for growth. Uh, as far as the consulting area, helping other people. So let's talk so, about what do you think is the greatest thing that you've learned? If you look back now and say, man, I, this is it. This is what yeah. really made it all different for me. I think you mentioned something about the change in personality. Like, oh, you, know, you get to a point where we get to know how. So understanding you know, it's out there, and what's really uh, doing better and bigger, finding out and going to so, Sid, are you on a cell phone? I am. Sid, you're, you're breaking up on us. Is there a place you can get where you won't break up? You can stay at one place solid. Is it better? Let's go ahead and speak. Better? Let me see. 
Yeah, I think it's better. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Yeah, so All right, go. I guess the question, the to answer your question, I think the the biggest thing that I could I could learn is start uh, really uh, to to get the education, to get the network, um, to have the support system. Uh, without that, it, it was it was not possible. I, I, I was, I'm glad that I took that step. Um, what could I have done differently? I, I don't think. Um, it's really hard for me to think back and, and say, oh, if I could have done this, I would have done it better. Because um, it's already a quantum leap for me. I call it a quantum leap because it's a huge leap from what I was doing before and what I'm doing now. Um I might think a little bit more and maybe come to an answer, but I really don't have an answer in terms of what what I could have done differently to do it better. I think. Uh, well, I'll ask you a few more. For me. I'll, I'll ask you some yeah. small questions then. What do your friends and family think about you doing this, retiring in three years? Initially, they were. My wife was freaking out um, because she didn't know, um, and she couldn't really comprehend. On, you know, most of the family members in my in my family, they they're corporate American nine to five people and. Um, hardly anyone except my father was doing the business part, um, but he passed away a long time ago, and now nobody in the family really doing any much business. So uh, it's, <laughs> it's pretty it's time to expand. Especially it's pretty wife. tough yeah. when your when your wife freaks out on you, isn't it? That's a tough one. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. What about those engineering friends and those partners from those other deals that didn't work out? Do they know that you you now have such success? They do, and um, they ask me all the time. I think they just, um, uh, I think one of them took a step, and um, he's a member now. But a lot of them just uh, still in the phase of asking questions and not taking steps. I think they're, um, I guess I have an answer. I think if I, if I could have done anything differently, I would probably do it. You know, I wish I could know about lifestyle earlier in my life. Probably would have yeah. joined earlier. Well, it's, it's not when you start, it's how soon you're successful and you're already successful and you got it done right away. So it's been great. Hey, I appreciate you coming on the radio and sharing your story with everybody. And I'm really happy for your success. And I've got you down on that list now of people to look forward to in the future to work with us. For the rest of you out there, remember this, Sid, myself, and everybody here at Lifestyles, we're not doing this for some money. We're doing it for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. For listening to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation.